With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's going on, everybody? Josh Engelman for AwesomeMo.com, and I am back with my DraftKings Thanksgiving edition of the Top 5. Now be sure to hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, and hit the notification bell so you know when this and all of our other content goes live. Follow me on Twitter, at Josh Engelman, so that you can get updates to my sim results as we get closer to lock. There's still a lot up in the air, so you're going to want to have that because I'll post my updates Thanksgiving morning, somewhere in like the 9, 10 o'clock in the morning range, and then I'll be on our live before lock show, so you don't want to miss that either. And finally, let me know in the comments section, who are your favorite options? Quarterback running back, wide receiver, and tight end for this, hopefully, three-game slate. Taking a look at tight ends to start, don't really care about the bottom too much, but Jordan Akins is on the outside looking in. Time to dive into my top five tight ends. Now, Logan Thomas coming in at number five falls into the same sort of boat as Jordan Akins. You're looking for salary savings. Thomas is 3,500, 8.1 fantasy point projection. I don't want to short him his tenth of a point. Dallas's defense stinks. The reason you go to Logan Thomas is because you're trying to open up additional salary at quarterback, running back, wide receiver. It happens from time to time. And what you're looking for really is to make sure that Logan Thomas scores a touchdown. If he doesn't, it's probably not going to be all that interesting. There's just not a lot of upside in Logan Thomas, but that's okay. You don't need upside unless someone goes bonkers. I would rather take the salary savings, move it on to running back or wide out. But honestly, there are just simply significantly better options at tight end for Thursday. One of which, slightly better than Logan Thomas, that would be Dalton Schultz, 3,800, 8.5 point fantasy projection, uh, a date, there's my first date reference, with the Washington football team. Uh, Their defense is solid, so it's not as if Schultz has any sort of massive upside either. I look at Schultz and Thomas as very similar. Uh, If either one of them picks up significantly more ownership than the other, I'd be happy going the other direction. Neither one of these guys are really getting me excited at tight end. Similar story at number three for Eric Ebron, 4,100, projected for 8.7 fantasy points. Another tough matchup, but there's a little tiny bit more upside in Eric Ebron. Either way, it's still not that exciting. You'll see these numbers, Aikens, 8, Logan Thomas will call it 10, Dalton Schultz, 12, Eric Ebron, 14. We're about to take a giant leap up. There are two awesome tight end options this week and the first one comes in at number two that would be tj hawkinson 4700 projected for 11.1 fantasy points now that's a very big step up compared to that ebron schultz thomas akins range there's a lot more upside for hawkinson one i just think he's a better tight end but two he gets to face the texans 
51 point game total, a terrible run defense, a terrible pass defense. This is a spot where I think that you can get a little bit of leverage. 29% of the time, TJ Hawkinson is in the optimal lineup. That's not enough to put him first, but it is enough to put him in that top tier. Finally, coming in number one, it's got to be Mark Andrews, 5,200, 11.6 fantasy point projection. Really difficult matchup against Pittsburgh. This is the number one pass defense in terms of football outsiders DVOA. Mark Andrews goes for north of 30 fantasy points 1% of the time. That would obviously be a dream scenario. But ultimately, he's not expensive enough to want to get away from him. 5200 is not all that problematic of a price tag given where some of the lesser tight end options are. He shows up in the optimal 32% of the time. More often than not, more than 50% of the time, you're going to need either Andrews or Hawkinson. Those are my two favorite options. I'm hoping Andrews' ownership comes down a little bit just because of fear of the matchup. That's not going to turn me off of him. I don't mind the matchup all that much. I would rather just simply take the best play. Now we transition over to the wide receiver spot. Coming in 10th, Marquise Brown. Number 9, Juju. Number 8, Marvin Jones. Number 7, Chase Claypool. Number 6 on the outside looking in. That would be C.D. Lamb. Now to number five. Coming in number five, showing up in the optimal 34% of the time, that would be Deontay Johnson. 6,200, projected for just north of 14 fantasy points. A mildly difficult matchup against Baltimore, but they're ninth against the pass. Nothing too, too scary. You're looking for upside here. Johnson goes for north of 30 fantasy points, 7.2% of the time. You would like to see a slightly higher total, but... I see a guy that shows up in the optimal about a third of the time. You're going to need him pretty regularly. We're in a tier that's basically the the third of the time, guys. C.D. Lamb is close enough. My number four guy, also similar. And that would be Amari Cooper, 5,700. I love that price for Cooper this week. 14.6 fantasy point projection. Again, a difficult matchup on paper. Uh, The Washington football team ranked fourth against the pass in passing DVOA. That's Way better than I was expecting heading into this season, if I'm being perfectly honest. Cooper can go for north of 30 fantasy points 7% of the time. I think he has sort of unrivaled upside in this tier. I think he's a lot better than that $5,700 price tag shows him. You would like to see a slightly higher total. I think that's depressed a little bit just simply because Washington has been solid on defense. But right now, Amari Cooper, number four. Now we're taking a bit of a step forward, going to number three. That's got to be Brandon Cooks, 5,300, just too cheap, 15.5 fantasy point projection. This is the game with the big total. This is the game, for the Texans at least, with a really nice matchup, 23rd ranked pass defense. Cooks goes for north of 30, about 11% of the time. He's in the optimal 44% of the time. The way that he's been picking up targets last week, a little bit of an aberration, but prior to that, it was like 9, 9, 9, 12 target numbers if he's getting those sorts of receptions that point for each reception starts to add up a little bit that's why Brandon Cooks looks a little bit different here than he does in my FanDuel video I love Cooks I think he's got a really nice floor but it's not as if the ceiling isn't there the problem is I prefer his teammate now number two he was number one on FanDuel but he's number two here showing up in the optimal 52% of the time 7k Terry McLaurin Love, love, love the matchup for Washington against Dallas. I wish the total, like as I've said, I wish the total was a little bit higher, but 25th against the run, 22nd against the pass. You are not worried about that Cowboys defense at all. The output from McLaurin is all over the map, though. Not that he has a huge chance of busting, but it's similar to his chances of going for north of 30 fantasy points. 
Ultimately, I feel really safe with McLaurin getting you something in that 15 to 20 range, and that's more than enough for me. I think he shows up in the optimal north of half of the time, 52.3% in fact, but he's not number one because that number one guy is 6,400, Will Fuller, and he beats out Terry McLaurin by two tenths of a percent we'll see where that holds up as we get closer to lock 17.3 fantasy point projection 51 point game total the reason you like fuller is because of the matchup lines defense not anything you're worried about fuller can go big here i love deshaun watson which we're going to get to in a little bit but 16 percent of the time fuller goes for north of 30 if that happens 16 percent of the time you're going to absolutely have to have will fuller i think he's the best option on the slate for thanksgiving Nothing too interesting at the bottom of the running back spot. Don't worry too much about Karrion Johnson or Justice Hill or Tony Pollard. We get into the real guys. Number seven, Gus Edwards. Number six, J.D. McKissick. I expected him to be slightly higher, but it's kind of tough to sort through that Washington football team backfield. If I'm picking between those guys, I'm going to my number five, 6K Antonio Gibson. You're not worried at all about the Dallas Cowboys run defense. They rank 25th in rushing DVOA from football outsiders. Gibson's not going to go absolutely crazy. I don't think that he's involved in enough plays to do so. But I do think that he is going to be ultra consistent. And he shows up in the optimal 27.7% of the time. I just think the 6K price tag is making him really easy to fit in. Whether you're trying to go like stars and scrubsy or a more balanced build, you can get to Gibson no matter what. Now coming in number four, just a hair ahead of Antonio Gibson, that's going to be James Conner, 6,200, so slightly more expensive, 13.5 fantasy point projection, a difficult matchup, however. I think the game script could fit Conner here. I expect him to be involved from start to finish. There's not really a way that he's going to get played out of the game. Goes for north of 30 fantasy points about 2% of the time, shows up in the optimal about 29% of the time. I don't love the floor. Uh, we've seen Connor have some truly non-existent fantasy games this season. This is a three-game slate. I'm betting on the talent of James Connor. But now we take a giant step up in tiers. Number three, a guy that has been breaking my heart on a Sunday-by-Sunday -Sunday basis. That would be Duke Johnson, 5,700, projected for 15.1 fantasy points. This is the matchup you're looking for. You expect him to be involved no matter how the game goes, whether that's on the ground or catching passes out of the backfield. Goes for north of 30 fantasy points, 6.5% of the time. The real big key here, because of his price, he shows up in the optimal 43% of the time. Now, that's not enough to get him into the top two, but I see a scenario where Duke Johnson is in about half of my lineups. I think he looks great this week. I am not worried at all about the Lions. But if he can make it back off of the concussion list, 54% of the time we will see DeAndre Swift in the optimal lineup. 6,500, projected for 18.2 fantasy points. Another fantastic matchup. Houston's defense is terrible. 31st against the run in rushing DVOA. 24th against the pass, too. So, you know, Swift could be a little bit better, catching some balls out of the backfield. He can put up a big one here. North of 30 fantasy points 10% of the time. The floor looks fantastic. And honestly, you're seeing DeAndre Swift in the optimal more frequently than half of the time. I love it. You probably need to pick between Swift and Johnson. You can go to both. I don't know if there's enough salary to go around to spend up elsewhere. You could probably figure it out. But right now, I prefer DeAndre Swift. Keep a close eye on my Twitter account. If he does not get cleared 
from the concussion protocol, this entire running back list, every positional list will change dramatically because we will be removing a 54% guy from the equation. And finally, edging out Swift by a hair, 54.5% of the time, my number one running back, my number one play on the slate, 6,800, that's Ezekiel Elliott, 17.9 fantasy point projection, a tough matchup against the Washington football team, but 13th against the run, and I think that's going to be interesting. If Dallas can get out in front, I think that they might lean on Zeke a little bit here. You're not super interested in having Andy Dalton throwing the ball a ton. I think this could be a big spot for Zeke. Goes for north of 30 fantasy points 13% of the time. The combination of Elliott and Swift looks great. If you can go to Elliott, Swift, and Johnson in cash games, I think that's going to look pretty solid as well. Flip a coin between Elliott and Swift, however... You like the salary, that little bit of salary savings for Swift, but these guys look ultra similar relative to their price tags. But right now, Zeke is number one. Now, before we get on to the quarterbacks, one last reminder, please hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell so you know when this and all of our content goes live. Those likes help me out a ton. Makes my ego feel pretty good. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Engelman. You don't want to miss the sim updates. These things will change dramatically if we have any major movement. Three-game slates makes the swings a lot bigger. You don't want to miss it tomorrow morning. By tomorrow, I mean Thanksgiving Day. And finally, don't forget to drop into the comment section and let me know who your favorite plays are at each position. It's time for the quarterbacks. Sorry, Alex Smith. You're number six on the outside looking in. And unfortunately, sorry, number five, Ben Roethlisberger. You don't look much better. 6,600, 17.2 fantasy point projection. There's not much I can dive into. There's six quarterbacks. You got to play all six of them if you're playing, say, 150 lineups. But Roethlisberger only shows up in the optimal lineup 8% of the time. There are quarterbacks on this slate that I think are close to a necessity. I don't mean that they are locks, but they are significantly more frequently in the optimal lineup. So we're going to keep it moving. Coming in at number four, we're taking a step up a little bit, going to Andy Dalton. That salary savings is massive, 5,600. You're a little nervous about the matchup just because Washington is ranked fourth against the pass. But this is a spot that allows you to pay up a little bit more at running back or wide receiver or, you know, make sure that you get someone like Mark Andrews. 5,600 is just not that problematic of a price tag for Dalton. Goes for north of 30 fantasy points 8% of the time. It's pretty exciting to see. But ultimately, 13.4% in the optimal lineup, 5,600. You'll get a much different build if you go to Andy Dalton. Or you can take a little bit more upside, spend an extra $200, and go to Matthew Stafford. Projected for 19.8 fantasy points. He gets the benefit of the 51-point game total. The 31st-ranked run defense and the 24th-ranked pass defense. It's not a very good Houston defense. That should play into Stafford. I expect him to sling it around 12.8% of the time. He goes for north of 30. You wouldn't be surprised to see Stafford go for north of 30. That's the kind of game that he can hang. If Galladay can somehow be healthy, it doesn't look like he will be, but that would help out a ton. Either way, I think Stafford is a really nice value this week, but he's still not one of the top two, and it's not particularly close. Because number two, Lamar Jackson, 6,800, 19.9 fantasy point projection. The matchup on paper looks difficult. Steelers six against the run, number one against the pass. But the Steelers' worst rushing defense game this year based on PFF scores 
was against Baltimore. Lamar looked good on the ground. He just happened to fumble twice. Changes the scope of the game. I think Lamar's going to run on Pittsburgh again. I do like the rushing prop. Uh, check out the sports betting video. You might hear my partner in crime, Ben Raza, mention a Lamar Jackson rushing prop. I think Lamar goes for north of 30, 14% of the time. I think his floor is really high. As you can see, he goes for less than 10 fantasy points, only 2% of the time. He runs the ball too much for him to be a total bust. Uh, It's the price tag that would make him a bust, if anything. But 18% of the time, he is in the optimal lineup. I really like going to Lamar. I don't think he's picking up enough ownership either. So Lamar looks good in both GPPs and in cash if you want. The problem is the real cash quarterback is Deshaun Watson. And that's because Deshaun Watson shows up in the optimal 37% of the time. That's basically double Lamar Jackson. He's 7,400. That price isn't enough to stop you. Detroit stinks. 51-point game total. A bottom 10 offense, or a bottom 10 defense, rather, against the run and against the pass. Watson goes for north of 30 fantasy points 30% of the time. If he goes north of 30, you're probably going to need him, especially in a pairing with either Cooks or Fuller, who I obviously touched on already. Again, 37% of the time, Deshaun Watson is in the optimal lineup. He is my favorite quarterback by far. Now, the ownership is there. So if you're playing large field GPPs, don't be afraid to get away. But it's going to be hard to dodge Deshaun Watson in cash. Alrighty, folks, that will do it. Thank you for joining me for this Thanksgiving edition of my top five. Keep your eyes peeled for my updates and keep your eyes peeled. I will have a showdown breakdown for Steelers Ravens that will go up Thanksgiving morning and then come right back on Friday. Top fives for the Sunday main slate will be out again. It's going to be a lot of NFL content. Good luck. Have a safe and happy holiday, and I will talk to you guys again tomorrow morning.